Maybe then you can see me and I can see you Maybe then we'll come together as a people Tired of the pain cause it ain't new Let's come together as a people Even if we don't share the same view Welcome to the Jesus and Everything Foundation podcast. On this show, we look at all problems affecting the world and we discuss how we can solve them using the character of Jesus, unity, and decentralization of resources available to us. The character of Jesus, or as I like to call them, the Jesus character principles, are principles that whether you are a Christian or not, we can all agree on these principles. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. For every episode, we discuss a problem topic from our category list. You can find this list on the Foundation's website, jaef.foundation. We ask ourselves and listeners, what is the goal? What is the vision for this problem category? What are the potential solutions? What are the obstacles? What resources do we need? And what resources do we have? But most importantly, do these solutions and resources pass the character test, the nine Jesus character principles? If yes, then we move on to collaboration. What does this look like? This show is a platform to get the ball rolling on as many problems affecting the world as we can. We want to go beyond just talking about problems. So after the show, we collaborate by acting. First, we open the discussion floor to our listeners. Then we decentralize and open source all of our resources from brain power, manpower, utilities to capital. Before every episode, I like to ask our viewers and listeners, do you ever ask yourself, where are we going? Where is this world going? Time keeps on ticking, the day ends, a new dawn arises, and life goes on. But what is our destination? Do we have any global objectives that unite us when it comes to things like food, security, healthcare, education, or standard of living? It's a fair question to ask. If you work for a company or work for yourself, you have a general idea about your company's vision. Goal. So what is our goal, our overarching vision as the current residents of this planet? What role is your company, your city, your country playing in the big picture? And what role are you who's listening to this playing in this big picture? Thank you.
This is part four of a drugs and addictions inside story. It's under our everyday life category, under drugs and addictions, and also life-changing moments. You can find the full list of categories and topics covered on the JF podcast on our website, jf.foundation. That is jaef.foundation. In this episode, Christian shares the final part of his testimony, the supernatural encounter that happened on the night that he crossed over from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. If you've listened to the three previous episodes, you've heard about how Christian overcame his drug addiction of over 15 years in one moment with no withdrawals. He was addicted to marijuana, ecstasy, cocaine, GHV steroids, pornography, alcohol, and psychedelic drugs. But that all changed one morning when he picked up a Bible and read it for the first time. 15 minutes into reading the book of Psalms, 10 addictions were taken away from him with no withdrawal. Christian was born as a westernized Muslim and went through all sorts of spiritual paths, including Buddhism and the New Age religion movement. As he kept on seeking, he went through extreme trials and tribulations in his life, from drug addictions to near-death experiences four different times. But while on this journey to finding the meaning of life, he also started searching whether God was real and this was revealed to him through a number of transpiring events that began to formulate in his life after he accepted Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. I searched the earth for something that could satisfy A peace for the hurt I had buried deep inside Knees on the floor, I finally found everything I needed You lifted my soul and opened up my eyes Previously on our last episode A Christian ministry came on the computer one night when nobody was there, I was alone I, I sat on the computer one night just looking at my like research of like kind of the Illuminati stuff I was into, the like, you know, all the stuff I would research. And one night, this just Christian ministry was just sitting there. And this one was just like completely designed for me because it exposed the New Age movement, which I was into it at, at the time. It, expo- yeah. it exposed the Illuminati stuff, which I was into at the time. And it got me into it. And then finally, after watching all those segments, the last segment in this thing was, who is Jesus Christ? And then I'm like, you know what? These two segments that I've watched are on it's it I started to realize that the new age uh, movement was you know deceptive and, and not good I came to that realize even when I came into that realization I got like I was like oh my god I've been deceived coming up on our next episode fired so I'm trying to call for help um to my roommate at the time says come help me but my lips are frozen and then this thing is in front of my bed, comes on the bed, jumps on my chest, grabs me by the neck, and starts smashing my head against my headboard, screaming at me in a well, I, I in an unknown language, screaming at me. And then, um, so I'm being physically attacked in my bedroom. You're being physically attacked, like you. So, I you you were fighting back. No, I couldn't move. 
I couldn't, you couldn't move. move. I couldn't move any part of my body. I couldn't even move my mouth to call for help. I was frozen. I was like paralyzed. So um, it starts hitting my head, screaming at me. And then I hear a voice in my head say, call on the name of Jesus Christ. So in my head, I said, release me in Jesus name. Release me. I said it five times. And then on the fifth time that I said it, the thing lets go of my neck, jumps off the bed and starts backing up slowly. And it screamed and it just started like backing up in my bedroom. And then it screamed at me in English. It goes literally, it said literally, Jesus can't save you. And then it disappeared. episode we ended on a cliffhanger the night that christian gave his life to jesus something supernatural happened and that's where we're picking up from christian welcome back to the show how you doing i'm doing great good to have you brother thank you for having me so in one of those not one of them but in the last episode you left us hanging. I guess we were, we were both like, let's just save this for the next segment. So yeah. we, we'd gone over your life's journey up to the point that I'm going to say that you had crossed over from the dark side. That is correct. And so take us right back there. You've crossed over. You've given your life to Jesus. And now some supernatural things start happening. Well, it was, it was, uh, I think it was a Saturday night and it was, uh, maybe 5 PM in the evening. And I just felt like it was time. And I got on the ground. I got on my knees and I asked Jesus into my life and I asked for forgiveness of sin. And then I did the prayer of salvation and that was it. I did the prayer and then, Went about my night, spent the night at home, and went to sleep. However, at five in the morning, I'm waking. I was woken up with this presence in my room, and uh, it was a dark presence. It was a very, very evil presence, and I could see its apparition right in front of me. And um, I couldn't really see what it looked like, but I could see its apparition. It wasn't really what it looked like. It was the its presence, like. Um, I could see my room. I could see everything in the room. I was fully awake. And this thing is in front of me. And I can't move and I can't open my mouth. And all I can tell you was that I have never in my life been around something that I could feel such evil from. 
not even like there's nothing on earth that is that evil that's how i felt just being in the presence of this thing hmm. that's the best way i can explain it anyways i'm terrified so i'm trying to call for help um to my roommate at the time says come help me but my lips are frozen and then this thing is in front of my bed comes on the bed jumps on my chest grabs me by the neck and starts smashing my head against my headboard screaming at me in a well i in an unknown language screaming at me and then um so i'm being physically attacked in my bedroom you're being physically attacked like you uh, so i you you were fighting back no i couldn't move i couldn't you move. couldn't move i couldn't move any part of my body i couldn't even move my mouth to call for help i was frozen i was like paralyzed so um it starts hitting my head screaming at me and then i hear a voice in my head say call on the name of jesus christ so in my head, I said, release me in Jesus' name. Release me. I said it five times. And then on the fifth time that I said it, the thing lets go of my neck, jumps off the bed and starts backing up slowly. And it screamed and it just started like backing up in my bedroom. And then it screamed at me in English. It goes literally, it said literally, Jesus can't save you. And then it disappeared. Hmm. I've got I got a couple questions. So you 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 say leave me what did you say to it? You said leave me alone in the name of Jesus? Is I that, said I said release me, me. Release me in Jesus name. In release my head. I in your head. In my head, yeah. That is that is very powerful because yeah. again you were fighting spiritual with spiritual now you physically felt the presence of this thing i was physically getting my head knocked into my headboard and strangled physically in my room awake wide awake not a dream not in the spirit physically no, I, I, I absolutely believe that. I think yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's similar to, let's say, if someone was, you know, like when someone becomes demon-possessed, like yeah. they, you know, unless they start cutting themselves and, and things of that nature, there's yeah. like a spirit that's overtaken their body. Yes. Kind of like overpower them. And, and, and so that, that can happen. So, uh, Wow, this is what's so powerful is that you called on this name in your head and you caused a physical force to back off. Yes, it backed off. And um, in hindsight, uh, even though it was a terrifying experience, in hindsight, it was a very important experience for me to have. Now, uh, someone, someone listening to this might say, uh, 
I don't know if I if I really believe that. Okay, so let, let's look at this. It is very true that a spiritual force, something that you cannot. Now, you saw the presence. Now, yeah. it is also very true that a spiritual force, something that you can't physically see with your eyes, can affect you physically. Let's look at fear. Fear is a force. Yes. That it can cause your heartbeat to just, you know, to just go up like crazy. It can cause you to, to kind of just get nervous and, and cause your palms to sweat and just cause you to start stammering. It's the same, that same force that people feel when they stand up to speak in front of a crowd, where all of a sudden you just can't, your words can't come out. That is a, a physical invisible force that is now directly causing like a physical, you know, like outcome. Like it's, it's physically impacting you. So this is not far-fetched. This is not very different from saying yes. And Again, this is your story, but I've I've had my own spiritual battles. So I I can discern and say that I think the reason that presence almost came to you, it was almost like saying, How dare you cross over? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Because you know, before that moment, as we talked about in part one, I was deep, deep, deep in the new age movement very deep so the new age movement is obviously dark and satanic spirituality i didn't know it was but i was deep into it so realistically in a moment's glance in a in a twinkle of an eye that night when i accepted christ i had literally transferred from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light in one second and i was very very deep in the kingdom of darkness by doing uh you know, new age spirituality. So I transferred in a moment and then I guess Satan, demons, whatever you want to call it, were furious and they, um, you know, they manifested in that form. However, I do believe God let it happen for me to bear witness and see evidence of, you know, the spiritual war that we're in. And it ultimately uh, made me more devoted to God in the end. Yeah, so you you mentioned a, a couple of interesting things there. And hmm. So I don't think you said you were deep into like the new age stuff, you know, you'd yeah. been you'd also, you know, spent I don't know how long, but you were also like in the Illuminati and, and all of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, of course, the devil is going to, you know, he's going to feel s sort of betrayed and say, who is this guy that just, you know, like, it's almost like, <laughs> you know how people, like, are, like, in the drug game, and it's like they they decide to get out of the drug business, but yes, somehow, yes. Some, somehow, one of those people comes back and says, hey, just, you know, you're just not going to leave. Like, we're sure. still coming to inflict something on you. Very, yeah, I would say that's a good analogy for sure. 
But so, I do, I do want to say that you'd be surprised that this this type of attack it's actually called sleep paralysis. And in my day to day life, I talk to people all the time, and they've had a similar experience. It wasn't as extreme as mine, but people are woken up in their bedroom, and there's this evil presence in the room, and it jumps on their chest, and they don't know. They think they're dreaming, or they think it's a ghost, and they don't understand what's really happening. But sleep paralysis is a very common manifestation to all sorts of people, Christians, non-Christians, doesn't matter. So what it really was was, um, I guess, the scientific term of it is is called sleep paralysis. However, the scientific uh, meaning and reason behind the experience is complete nonsense because. They say that you're in REM sleep and you're imagining it, which is not the case at all. So the scientific uh, definition of sleep paralysis is dead wrong. This is a spiritual attack from evil spirits that are manifesting right before your eyes in the natural realm. That's what it is. I, that I've I've had sleep paralysis. I, I before I knew a sleep paralysis, you know, I, I, you know, it happened to me a couple of times where I just felt like I was just running out of breath, and it, it was just horrifying. I, I felt like I was gonna die, and it's one of those things where you just can't move your body. Yeah, you can't I, move your body. They freeze your body, and they freeze your lips because if you're able to say Jesus' name, they have to run away. That's why they freeze your lips. Hmm. Now to to take another like spiritual detour here. Again, a lot of sicknesses and you know diseases and things of that nature. You know, there's so many diseases where, you know, like they they come up against the best medicine, against the best physicians, or let me let me put it let me put it the other way around. The best medicine, the best physicians, you know, like the best, you know, like just kind of like medical help that you can get. But then they come up against some diseases, and it's just they're just incurable. But once you take these diseases or these issues, you know, things like autism and and all these things like this. And you now go into the spiritual realm of it yes. and you fight them with spiritual power. They let go. Yes. So it's almost like these levels that science can't get to. And that's, I, I have an engineering background, by the way. And, and so it's not like I, I think that science, you know, is just a fad or doesn't work or things like that. But these levels whereby in the spiritual realm, and for people who might not, whether you agree with this or not, but all physical laws and all natural laws are governed by spiritual law. Yes. And just, for instance, a clear example. Let's look at a human body, right? Some people might think that it's just a human body. But no, you are a spirit being with a soul that lives in a body. Of course. That's why when your spirit man leaves your body, your body just drops to the floor. Yes. Right? Your body's on physical. So your body, in order to stay up 
I know that enough for people to just keep you in a morgue or something like that. It needs a spirit. It's the spirit that keeps your human body alive. So yeah. you can see that it's the spirit right now, just in this example, that is governing the physical. So I'm not surprised that there is a spiritual almost like answer to, to this whole sleep paralysis thing, because why would he come up? And it causes terror. I, I wouldn't, you know, argue against, you know, that there is a spiritual kind of evil force behind it. Of course not. No, it's, so, all, it's all satanic. It's all demonic spirits. Absolutely. Absolutely. As are pretty much all the, I would say all the diseases and, 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 yes. and, 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 and most of them. I'll yes. say pretty much all of them. I, you know, there's like a spiritual evilness towards them. Yes. And, you know, talking about that Sim story, I think this would be pretty cool for some people who, who might know this and maybe for first-time listeners who are not even believers or, you know, believe in God or anything. There's two different, you know, scenarios that we can look at, like, like what we're talking about, like spiritual forces just like overpowering people in a positive way and in an evil way. So you have Samson in the Bible, like he's almost, let's say, the spirit of God like descends on him and he just becomes like the strongest dude in the land. Yes. And uh, in Mark, in the, in the gospel of Mark, you know, you have the madman of Gadara who was demon possessed. Yes. And no one could bind him. They try to lock this dude up in chains and he would always break them. Yes. He was he he got his strength from evil spirits. That's right. But something happened to you that also happened to him. You said a voice told you to say, release me in the name of Jesus. Yes. When that madman of Gadara who nobody could mess around with. And he was in tombs. He was just hanging out in graveyards, screaming as loud as he could. And then when Jesus came approaching him, it's almost like he ran to Jesus and started worshiping him. That's what the scripture says. So it's like even the devils in him could not hold him back. And that's exactly what happened to you. It's like you all, all you had to do is, say the name of Jesus, and that spirit backed off. That's right, because the Bible says every knee shall bow. And it says that demons tremble at the name of Jesus Christ, so they literally do. So the name of Jesus Christ is the name of God, so it has great power in the spiritual realm and in the natural realm. It's just it's the name of power, and evil spirits bow at power. They had to bow and, and leave right when I right when I said the name. It's, it's it's that's just what it is. Now, has this did did this evil presence ever try to come back? Uh, no. No, it happened, it happened once, and yeah, no, that was it. But it was a life changing experience. I mean. I mean, it was just an out-of-this-world, crazy, supernatural experience that I'll never forget. 
I mean, you had the voice. You had you had it say, "Jesus can't save you." Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, and it was lying at that moment too, which is the ironic thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brother! <laughs> that's why. That's why the Bible calls him the father of lies. I guess. So tell us then. So Listen, you've crossed. I I. One thing, like, I don't know if it was a high-level ranking demon or because there's, in, in Satan's kingdom, there's, there's rank yeah. and, and leadership and different levels, of course. I, I think, I literally think it could have been actually Satan. I mean. I, I, it, it could have literally been Satan. Like, maybe it was a demon. I don't know. But whatever, yeah. whatever, if it was Satan or if it was a, demon or whatever it was like the level of evil that i felt just being in the same room my goodness. as this thing is like you, i can't describe it it's undescribable it's undescribable what i felt it cannot be described with human words you could put the worst murderer in the history of human in the, uh, the history in the human race and put him in the same room as me it won't be one one thousandth of, of this. That that's is. The, that's the only way I can describe it. I'm getting chills just just hearing you talk about it. Yeah. So for that reason, I I think it maybe it was literally him. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't know what it, I don't know. But it was just. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet against it because it's uh, possible. It's very possible. It's, it's very possible. It's the same way here when people have, you know, like they have people share stories of how uh, Jesus, you know, manifests himself to them. Like they have an encounter where he, his presence, his presence actually comes to them. Of course. So if so the why? king, if the king of kings does manifest himself to people, I, I wouldn't bet that Satan himself can try to go and, you know, get some jobs done himself. Of course, <laughs> of course, absolutely. So either way, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's just a mind-blowing experience, and uh, I don't know what else to say about it. What is there? Is there? Is there anything you want to know about it? Uh, no, I, I know that you know Satan is a defeated force. So, yeah. um, <laughs> the the really so I, I'm just trying to paint this for our audience you know someone who's like hmm they're still finding it very hard to believe that something yeah. like this something like this would happen you you had already experienced you know you 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 say like when you were on the new age stuff like you saw people's auras and and you'd already kind of been in the whole you know, satanic world, like the demonic world, and, and you could see these things. So, and I'm pretty sure other people who, who do like new age stuff, um, what would you, for the people who are kind of still on that side? Still on that side? Yeah, what would you, how would you paint it? Like Like the difference between the two, because now you've crossed over and I don't know. Have you had another like spiritual 
like supernatural like like encounter where something of this magnitude happens to you and um well yeah i i have now divine encounters at this stage in my life i have divine encounters which are um you know beautiful and incredible and life kind of the opposite of this encounter like do i see jesus face to face appear in my bedroom no <laughs> but um the thing with Christianity is that if you really are devoted and you develop it, you'll get to a place where God is speaking to you on a daily basis. God is not a statue. God is not a stagnant God. Yeah. So that's what, uh, you know, people don't understand that he actually talks. So now, by the grace of God, by the mercy of God, and by the, you know, by the mercy of my own spiritual father, who's, who's the one that's trained me, guided me, and taught me how to walk with God. I've, I've gotten to a place in my life where my spiritual encounters are now God talking to me and telling me what to do in my life. Yeah, daily. On a daily basis. Yeah. Yeah, it's really, really incredible. Um, it's just... Man. It's ma it's it's magical. I I I get to partake of of the same. I yeah. I you know I had my own life changing moment encounter and story. I'll have the opportunity to share it on here one day. Uh, but once you build a relationship with God and you get to learn that He's all about family and and, and relationships, and He does talk to us. Yeah. And once you kind of get to learn how he talks, it's it's almost, it's just outstanding or just kind of like mind-boggling or like crazy. How it's like mind, it's mind-boggling? It's 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 absolutely <laughs> mind-boggling. How you just have the creator of the universe just like yeah. talking to you, just like two buddies, just like hey, don't you know, like maybe you should do it like this or you should do it like that or yes. don't stress out or it's. I think that's what really separates um, having a relationship with with God versus I think with other religions because when you have a relationship with God, it's it's and there are some Christians who don't get to experience this because they're still well, stuck in religion. Of course. But I think what really separates a relationship with God versus any other religion, even Christian religions that are not like relationships is with other religions. It's one way. It's like one way communication. It's like, it's either statue or it's a monument or it's yes. you looking in a certain direction and, and you kind of just speaking, but you don't hear back yeah. on the day. Like, Versus when you have a relationship with God and his spirit dwells in you. Yes. And it's like one-on-one. -on -one. Yes. Well, obviously, um, man is doing, man must pursue God. But God does reply. God does talk. And God himself, he, lo he loves to be sought after. 
It's just part of his nature. He loves it. He enjoys it. And, you know, if, if like, uh, people need to understand that God is like a person. He is. He's not, he's not a human person, but he's a spiritual person. So he has likes. He has dislikes. He has moments of anger. He has moments of joy, obviously. He has moments of sadness. He has moments of indignation. Just like the human frequency of emotion is 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 wide imagine god's range of frequency except most human beings don't have the access to be able to discern his his emotion per moment per time per season per day so the beautiful thing about well obviously christianity is the point to life but the real point to life is getting to a place where God is speaking to you. Absolutely. That's the real point to life. That 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 right there. That that's that's the goal. That's if you if you don't get to the point where you have a daily one-on-one, I, yeah. I think you still have to grow. Oh my god, you and even even when you get to to the point where God is leading you one one-on-one. You still, it's a growth is e- eternal. It's forever, and the more Absolutely. you grow, the more you grow and become in, and and form yourself into the image of Christ Himself. The more God will speak to you. So yeah, yeah, it's not a. I'm not gonna at all sugarcoat it and say that it's an easy thing because it's not, because you're gonna have to repent a million times of things. <laughs> So, uh, but if the heart is real and if the heart wants it, it can get it. It's all about the state of the heart. Yeah. So, because I, we touched on it last time of, of how he took 10 addictions from me in one day with no withdrawal. When that miracle happened, uh, you better, you better know that I'm going to take my walk with him seriously. <laughs> When 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 you're ta- when twenty years of addictions are taken from you in one second, you bet <laughs> it sets the platform of dedication and it sets the platform of devotion. Absolutely does, and I think one of the ways that it also usually happens is he's like you say, God likes to be sought out. Yeah, but he he almost like overwhelm not over I guess in a in a positive way like he over floods you like he just floods you with grace and just like once you start to walk with him to a point where you're like I I just wanna just kind of just keep this whole relationship going. Of course. Yeah, for me personally, what what ended up happening for me is that w- when I first started tapping into the whole relationship with God and and being able to talk with him mm-hmm. on the daily I got to a point where it's like now let's say if there was a I don't know I let's say if I was watching a basketball game I'll say man like for some reason like hearing the commentary just became boring I was like oh, I'd rather yes. hear what God is telling me so yeah. then I just kind of like would watch the game with no commentary on with no volume yeah and it, 
more fun because I'll be talking to him about the game. I'll, I'll literally just be like, and and you know, just be talking about the game, and and he'll tell me things like, he'll say, you know, like, I don't, you know, like, uh, you know, someone would be like, you know, does God like sports? Does God hate sports? You know, he's, you know, he he'll say, I mean, he enjoys watching his children do something for fun. The only problem becomes when now the people who are watching these people start to worship them like they are gods. Yeah. You know, once you start to put sports about uh-huh. God, then now that's where the problem comes. But yeah. God has absolutely no problem with sports. He's like, hey, no, he I've, I've gifted my children, my sons and daughters, with the ability to do these amazing things, right? Of course. And now when those people for some reason are really good and they think they you know they somehow got it by themselves and then they get the glory and they don't recognize or give credit and say you know i want to thank god for blessing me that i'm i was able to stay healthy this whole season and, and whatnot then that's when it becomes a problem when 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 you know fans start worshiping you and you kind of like do not even give any credit to God. That's the only, you know, that's, that's what drives him nuts. Yeah, that's, the only, like that's the only problem he has, but he enjoys watching people do amazing also quote unquote impossible things because sure. he has that ability too. Sure. He's a creative God. He's a God of creation. He's a God of talent and skill and he's put, almost hidden talents inside every single human being in the world. And if a man uh, discovers these talents and begins to develop these talents and subsequently trade on these talents, um, they're going to have a lot of success because the talents are divinely ordained. And Absolutely. And God, he greatly enjoys it because it's really him manifesting. You understand? It's him manifesting through that vessel. That's why he enjoys it. So, um, I'll give you an example. Like I'll give you two examples quickly. Um, not long ago, I was, I was go, I was going through a momentary difficult time about something, a personal situation, and I was, okay. a little, I was a little bit down. And then God came to me in a vision. He said, "Start." Start working out again. Start working out again. Very simple instruction. But I'm like, okay. And then I uh, I did it. I did it the next day. And like after I finished working out, like the whole stress in my mind, like the anxiety, the stress, completely gone. Wow. Gone. After one hard workout, it was just gone. So Dude, like, I... <laughs> I gotta say, you you have these like gone in ten addictions, gone in sixty seconds of uh, anxiety. You, you, I, I gotta I gotta find what channel you connect with God on to just have things just disappear like this. <laughs> well, yeah, but I, I I suppose I suppose obviously we know that working out alleviates stress. Working absolutely, out, working yeah, out brings calmness to the mind. But I, it, in this particular instance, there was more because I was being obedient to the leading power of God, the leading ministry of the Holy Spirit of God. And because I I was, there was more unction or 
let's say more power. Just yes. I, I did the act. When God says something and you do it, there's a certain invisible force or an invisible power behind you. Just yes. You understand? Yeah, there's, there's almost like some extra source that is just yes extra yeah. source yeah we know we know that the, we know that the, the actual word is like anointing it's, yeah. it's, it's almost like you have an you have an anointed workout yeah exactly that's exactly what it is exactly. <laughs> I, I i i think i have one of those where you know you know before i started my my relationship with god when it, when i just used to just do religion oh my goodness thank god that i I moved over to relationship, changed everything. For I used to go to the gym and I, I just used to be all about like this aggressive style workout. Like I'm trying uh -huh. to kill somebody every day, yeah. you know, like the world, you know, will tell you like go hard or like, yeah, yeah. like, you know, like, you know, everybody's just like slamming weights left, right, center. And anyway, so I just started to yield and again, we just want to encourage, you know, you know, if, if you don't have a, a relationship with God where you, you feel like you talk to him daily and he, he talks to you and you actually hear him. These are some, some of the benefits. Uh, God with benefits. That's how we're going to call it. Friends with benefits when you're, when you're friends with God. Um, and so when I started to yield my workouts, because for me, I said, okay. I want to do this Christian thing differently this time with a relationship. I want God to be involved in everything that I'm doing. Mm. So from my movies to like watching sports to like cooking to the gym as well. So it, it was, a, it's been a very like interesting, like, like growth experience because before I'll just go to the gym and it's like, it's just me. But now it's like when I go in, I'm like, okay, God, what are we working out today? Show me, you know, like what's inside of me, like, you know, where I'm missing, you know, where I'm lacking and things like that. And anyways, one of the cool things, benefits that I got from him was he would tell me like to like take some rest days in between my workouts. Mm -hmm. And then as well as, again, this was direction that I was just getting from listening to God. It's like, it's like, you know what? Don't go too hard today. Just go easy. Maybe work out at 50%. Hmm. So somehow my body just started to actually just like explode. And I'm like, this is weird. For the first <laughs> time, like, I'm not even like trying to like do those like insane workouts every day where I just like trying to kill my body and stuff. But I'm working out with an ease to it. But somehow people are just like, dude, you're looking good. Like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm doing half of what I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and check this out. And then I was I was one time on Twitter and, and I was seeing one of these guys, I think plays in uh, Major League Baseball, and they wrote an article on the power of rest, you know, like your workouts and how to work out and, and how you know rest can you can actually use it to your benefit to actually like build your body and and, and, and give it better results and i'm reading this article so anyways i clicked on it and it was like oh you have to pay for this subscription and i'm like ha, 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 i got this for free yeah and anyways, <laughs> and anyways he was talking about stuff that just god just downloaded on the inside of me it was like son yeah. just do it this way 
Yeah. It's just so amazing. So like when you say that he told you like, yeah, you need to start working out. Yeah. Uh, well, well, he's a God of wisdom, right? He made everything. He made the whole world. You, he knows what you need, what you, what you don't need. And sometimes we're going to operate and do things that we think are, is the way to do it. But his way will be much wiser and it might not even make sense to you, but you just do it. But yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Um, you know, he knew what you needed and he knew what would benefit you. And it was different than what you were thinking. Mm. But ultimately it was, uh, uh, it was, it was what would benefit you the most. So he's a God of wisdom. He know in everything that he directs or does, he uses 100% wisdom of the moment to really benefit his child per instruction. Yeah. I, I, I want to get back to some of the things I want to, I want to, I want to ask you a couple of questions because yeah. I want you to, you've been on, on the other side and you've crossed over. So sure. I haven't been on the other side as deep as you have been. I probably just stopped right on the fringes. Uh, so I, we, we, we kind of doing this whole compare and contrast. Like what are the benefits of being on God's side, you know, on this side of spirituality where it's a relationship with God. Yes. With Jesus and the Holy spirit, the Godhead versus on the other side. And Maybe you have more to say to this. Uh, this is what one of the th other things that I think, because we were talking about some of like the simple ways that God will talk to us. You know, he told you go work out. For me, it was more about, you know, change your workout routine, take more rest, you know, don't work out your max and things like that. And this is also common knowledge, but for me to have yes. Holy Spirit, like reinforce this for me, like on the daily and actually see it, manifest like good results for me it's powerful yes i think that's what people like in other religions when we're talking about like with them it's like one way like yeah. with, with with god with a relationship with god it's like it's two-way communication right yes and you would because i know the whole how we ended up here was we're talking about this whole supernatural experience and you can attest to this because it's almost like also, again, with other religions, you never have these cool, calm, like friendly interactions with whoever you're worshiping, right? It's always intense, right? How, I don't know, like in the new age movement, like is every, like, let me say, if you're going to have your new age experience and do you, do you take any, I guess you have to take some kind of chemicals, right? You have to take some kind of drugs to kind of tap into that. Yeah, well, the psychedelic, uh, yeah, the psychedelic experience is very uh, prevalent in the New Age movement. They teach that that's how you get close to the, you know, the source or the source. Yeah, let's call it the source or the universe or whatever. So, when you take these psychedelic drugs, you're gonna have these seemingly powerful mystical experiences, but they're deceptive in nature. They're not what they uh, present mm. them to, to be. So the truth about psychedelics is, is that it, it, when you take them and you're having these mystical experiences, you're being propelled into the demonic realm and you're having face-to-face mm. -face encounters with demons, but demons have the power to um, manifest and appear as whatever they want. So yeah. they're not, they're, they're not going to show themselves as what they truly are and they just show themselves as... Um, 
something to deceive you, something to enca- encapsulate your mind, trick your mind, trick your heart, get you emotional, show your dead family members, whatever you're going through at the time, they'll talk. So, yeah, so, and the more you do engage in this psychedelic activity, what's happening is that you're actually giving more uh, open doors to the devil into your life. Yeah, and and one of the obvious things it seems is you cannot tap into whatever that source is or whatever that experience is unless now you first kind of take some kind of enhancing drug. Like you can't just be yeah no no uh, yeah you can't just be seated out. Let me say at a party or like on a Saturday like somewhere in public and you're like okay now I'm just gonna tap in right like like without some kind of enhancement well that's where, how you know that's how you know it's fake and 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 deceptive because you have to take something to get in there. you have to take something whereas when we talk about a relationship with god it's like it's free-flowing 24 7 it's yeah, like you don't, you don't have to smoke weed to start talking to god you don't have to um you know you can talk to god in the washroom you can talk yeah. to god in your bed you can talk to god on a on a plane on a flight you can talk to God at any time, anywhere. You don't need to, you know, pull out something, you know, get in a certain posture and, and, and you know, you, you can just commune with him anytime, anywhere, any place. Yes. That's, that's, all, that's one of the most amazing things that I really love about just having a relationship with God is it's almost like his stuff is just easy. It's the most powerful, but it, it's just so easy. It's like, dude, you don't have to pay to come see me. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah. It's like I'm right here. What do you What do you want? Let's talk. Yeah. Well, he made there's a simplicity in Christianity that's really beautiful. Yeah. So he made it. You just open your mouth and you talk, or you open your mouth and you sing, or you open the Bible and you read His Word, which is ultimately the principal way of communication is the Word of God. So you can or, be, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, or you can even bypass your natural senses and just speak to him in tongues. You can't yeah, pray in the exactly. spirit. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if your you know your follow your listeners are uh, know what the gift of tongues is, is but uh, it's one of the most uh, profound uh, uh, communications forms of communication that man has with God Himself. So. Um, uh, do you wanna do you wanna explain it or should I? May you take it. You're the guest, so um, explain well, to explain to them what is this thing? Praying in tongues, praying in the spirit. When a man accepts Jesus Christ, what happens is that the Holy Spirit of God enters into that human vessel, and it's starting to occupy the human vessel. But later, there's another realm that you have to get to, where you get baptized in the Holy Spirit of God. And that's when the Holy Spirit of God fills you, overflows you, floods you. When that happens, you will be enabled to uh, walk in a spiritual gift called praying in tongues. And instead of praying in English with your mind, the Holy Spirit of God prays through you. And uh, you open your mouth and you pray and you're you're praying in a language that you don't understand. The language is from heaven. It's a heavenly language. Yeah. So it makes your your prayers more profound, more powerful, and it's just absolutely life changing if the gift is used uh, in a devoted manner. 
Do you know one thing that I I just found out? What's this that? was this is like yesterday. It says this was by I think it's like a I don't know if he's like a brain surgeon or something like that or but anyways, he's a doctor at Oral Roberts University. And he was trying to do a like a an experiment, like a test to see if there's some kind of like physical trigger that happens. Something's like triggered when you start to pray in the spirit. And this is by Dr. Carl Peterson. And it says, as we pray in the spirit, there is activity that begins in our brains. As we engage in our heavenly language, the brain releases two chemical secretions that are directed into our immune system, giving a 35 to 40 to 40% boost to our immune system. Wow. And yeah. And, and it says that this secretion is triggered from a part of our brain that has no apparent activity in humans. My goodness. So, yeah, that makes a lot of sense because your the level of your prayer life is actually directly uh, connected to the level of uh, health you're walking in. So prayer actually makes you more healthy. So you just gave the, I was taught this at, at, by, by the man of God. And it's true, me, myself, I haven't even had a flu in six years. Yeah, so, I haven't had one in like uh I think I'm going to be closing in on almost two years. Yeah. I said to hell with it. Yeah. Well, (laughs) if you have a prevalent prayer life, it impacts your, your, your health. So you just kind of gave a scientific explanation, but yeah, that's what it is, man. Jesus, Jesus paid the price for more than just sin. He did other things. He paid the price for your, for your sickness. He paid the price for your poverty. He did a lot. He did a lot that people don't understand. It's more than just, access into heaven and forgiveness of sin. That's why Christianity, when a man actually understands what Jesus is giving to his people, I mean, they will jump at that. They will accept it immediately if they understood. The blessings of Christianity are profound. It's God with benefits. Yeah. He he comes with a lot of benefits. This is mind-blowing. Let me read it again. As we pray in the spirit, there is activity that begins in our brains. Again, this is by Dr. Carl Peterson from Oro Roberts University, ORU. As we engage in our heavenly language, the brain releases two chemical secretions that are directed in our immune system, giving a 35 to 40% boost to our immune system. And this secretion is triggered from a part of our brain that has no apparent activity in humans. There you go. Yes. Yeah. It's, uh, there's a lot to talk about, about praying in tongues. It's something that I practice in my daily life by the grace of God on a daily basis. And I will say when the time is right and we're, uh, we want to talk about it more. I will say that praying in tongues radically changed my life, radically changed me as a person. And yeah. and it is my most exercised practice in anything in my whole life by far. Mm. So that is, uh, I guess we're going to have to have you back for 
so many more interesting talks. Yes. We 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 get we gotta dive into some of that. Um I feel like we just scratched the surface of kind of this whole relationship with, with God and, and, and how easy it makes life. So we're gonna have to call it wraps for today. Christian, again, thank you so much for sharing your testimony with all of us. And I know that this is gonna change lives out there. There's a lot of people who are trying to seek salvation or trying to save their lives through all, you know, like new age and all these other religions. And you've been there and then you switch sides. Yes. And you told us how things have changed dramatically for you. And it's been a pleasure getting to talk to you about your testimony and how your life has changed. Amen. And I look forward to having you back on the show. Amen. I, I thank you. Thank you for letting me come on. You know, we got a lot more to talk about. Yes. And um, yeah, it's it's been an honor. It's been a privilege. And um, let's do it again very soon. Okay, brother. Okay. We'll talk again. Stay blessed. You as well. Talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to the last episode of Christian's epic and inspiring story. His journey of overcoming a drug addiction of over 15 years is nothing short of remarkable and miraculous. But you had it from him. He tried to break his own drug addictions using his own will, and he failed. He went on a search, spiritual adventure, to find the meaning of life and tried every drug and religion out there, including diving into the deep end of the satanic world, and he was still lost. It wasn't until that special day when he read the Bible for the first time, the book of Psalms for 15 minutes, and all his drug addictions left him with no withdrawals. And then later that evening when he said the prayer of salvation that translated him from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light, into God's kingdom, when he accepted Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. If you're going through something similar, If your current lifestyle resembles Christian's old lifestyle, I would like to say a quick quick prayer for you. And if you've been touched by Christian's testimony of redemption, you too can join the kingdom of light today and start a relationship with God through his son, Jesus Christ. So I will say the quick prayer and then I'll say the prayer of salvation. And you can repeat the prayer of salvation after me. Here's the quick prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, May your Holy Spirit touch and heal everyone under the sound of my voice that is dealing with any kind of drug addiction and habit. And for everyone that is still seeking the meaning and purpose of their life, may you also reveal yourself to them as you did with Christian. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So Jesus said in John 14, 6, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you'd like to join the kingdom of light today and start a relationship with God through his son, Jesus Christ, repeat these words after me. Lord Jesus, I ask and receive your forgiveness for all my sins, past, present, and future. I ask of you to come into my heart 
and to be my Lord and Savior. I receive this in Jesus' name, amen. If you confess those words, welcome to the kingdom of light. Welcome to the family of God. You, my friend, you've just confirmed where you get to spend eternity in heaven. This was part four on the final episode of Christian's Epic Story. Your host for today was Calvin Cavanda, and thanks for listening. God bless you. Everybody wanted Yandy, that Jesus Christ did the laundry. They say that we start on Monday, but the strong start on Sunday. Won't be in bondage to any man. John 8:33. We the descendants of Abraham. Yea, should be made free. John 8:36. To whom the Son set free is free indeed. He say the wretch like me. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah.